Hey Panini, don't you be a meanie. Thought you wanted me to go, or why you trying to keep me teeny? I, it's a dreamy, wasted it on a genie. I got fans finally, and you wanted me. I'm Brad Douglas, along with Chris Martinez. What's up? And Joey Edge. Sitters, what's good? Hey, real quick, um, before you do anything else, Brad, because I'm, I'm already tired of listening to your voice. Um, <clears throat> I'm just kidding, that wasn't very nice. Uh, hey, guys, go like, retweet. Uh, subscribe. Subscribe, Five Star Mafia, whatever you have to do to, to, to our podcast to make us feel loved because we don't feel as loved right now. We need to feel loved. Um, yeah, go like our stuff. Go, go retweet it. Go tell your friend. And, uh, yeah, we'd appreciate it. And we are front porch sitting. So uh, that's where I was interrupted at. Uh, anyways, we have a sponsor. It's John Woodley. He owns JW Weaponry. Go see him. You will not go anywhere better in here in town or anywhere else. So good people, good guns, and all that stuff. So anyways, what do we got tonight, guys? Uh, well, we have the great Brock Edge. We're going to save that till the end. Um, self-proclaimed number one edge not only in the room but in the family so um there's, there's no way he actually said that did you say that uh, I, I, I have to wait to find out once we get to that point hey, sorry <clears throat> put the minute mark in the uh, tweet so you can find that interview um we're going to talk about the quarterback battle uh in miami or i guess or lack thereof now uh and then like the portal a little bit maybe a little bit of general bs um and then we'll get to the brock edge interview that's the prime time thing we're actually about to tweet that out right now. We got to make sure we do that here very shortly. Uh, but that's about it. With that said, uh, we'll go ahead and jump into this Miami talk, uh, seeing as it's most relevant, Mr. Edge. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> the name Jaron Williams, right? Yes, sir. As the starter. Yep. How do you, as a Gator fan, feel about that? A lot less happy than I was a week ago when I thought it was Tate Martell. <clears throat> I mean, I do have to agree. Jaron Williams, he was pretty highly ranked, right? He was, and it was a very good class that he came out with. Yeah, who was that? Lawrence, uh, Tate Martell. Tate Martell. Oh, sorry. Lawrence Fields. Fields. Yeah. I mean, he if it had been any other class, I feel like he would have been a top two or three guy. I and mean, then they had what? Well, Fields was supposed to be, but Lawrence has been, the, I mean, an elite prospect. Yes. Martell was supposed to be as well. Not so much. I know there's a couple others that were in that class as well. So he kind of got overshadowed, but he's a really good player. Um, obviously, you know, anything can happen – on Saturday evening or night or even in the afternoon, I guess, if you play in the afternoon. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I, again, I, I was hoping for Tate Martell. I tweeted it out mm-hmm. uh, you know, a week ago that I really – you know, every clip of film I saw from Miami's <laughs> practice of Martell was uh, an embarrassment to the quarterback position. He was horribly bad. Like, why would you, why would you play those clips if you're any kind of Miami fan? Like, and maybe it wasn't them. Maybe somebody else somehow got those clips, but – I swear, it was like seven in, in two days, and I was like, oh, my God, he is miserably bad. Like, one-on-ones, he's throwing 15-yard corner routes, and he's 12 yards short. No, I, I it was 100% bad. saw the same thing. Or the one where he's uh, throwing the balls over the net or oh, attempting to. Yes. Dude, what are you doing? Terrible. I don't care if you're short or not. You can have touch. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then you know what you're getting with Perry for the most part. I mean, he, yeah. he got some run last year. So, Williams was kind of the X factor, the, the non – I guess that the we're not sure what we're yeah. getting with this guy, and I think honestly, probably of the three, he's the mo- most polished passer already. I think, so. I think he came in camp out of shape, like real bad out of shape. I saw a picture somewhere where he looked to be about two forty or two fifty. Like I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Could have been an angle. We all yeah. know how angles work as we've gotten older and bigger, <laughs> right? Angles matter. Angles um, matter. But 
but he looked real. Actually, I think once he got in playing shape and, and a little bit more closer to game shape, I think he started to separate himself. I think that's why there was even a competition at all in the beginning was the, was because he wasn't anywhere near where he should have been. Yeah, I mean, Martell obviously is athletic, and they, they wanted him to be successful, I think. That's the reason they went and got him as a transfer. Right. Um, but, I, I again, he just isn't it, and he's not going to be it, I don't think. So, <clears throat> um but with that said, I mean, anything can happen, like I said, on Saturdays. The game's a little faster. He hasn't obviously played at, in, in, at this level. Yeah. Um, I think he got a few snaps last year and then, then redshirted. Uh, no, he's coming into the game with little to no experience. Right. And That's so uh, as a Gator fan, all I can hope for is that he's the game's fast for him. The same would have been said for Tate Martell. I mean, That's he, true. He had, no, he, had he, no, he had some experience last year, though. He got in games. I mean, it was never his team, never his no, show. No, I mean, everything wasn't. was still catered to the other guy. Right. I mean, who was that at the time? Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Pretty good quarterback. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, but no, so that's interesting. That's uh, that's really interesting. Hey, I have one for you too. So I saw this just before we came on. It was a uh, a guy had like a consecutive tweets in a row, but the first one was like uh, they moved the game up a week, right? Right. To week zero. You know, everyone thought it was for the 150th anniversary, which could be an aspect of it. And then it's on ESPN. So Disney, ESPN, owns the game, right? Right. So then now they've announced College Game Day is going to be in Disney World. We have to pay $100 just to go to College Game Day. Of course. Right? And then the cherry on the top was where they said the Star Wars ride, which is a huge new attraction, is coming out. Not the 24th, but the 31st. So now it opens up all kind of new hotel rooms and things like that for people to go to Disney World. Conspiracy <laughs> theory, but I'm with it. I mean, it's obvious. Has to be, right? Uh, has to be. It has nothing to do with the 150th anniversary. Absolutely not. No, that's money. No, they knew what they were doing. So what's Washington State going to do? Because they said no signs, no flags inside Disney World. You know, Washington State they have They have like 7,000 straight Saturdays. Yes, seriously. Somebody's gotta, somebody has to go to jail. I mean, you don't have a choice. Like, I'll be that guy. If I'm a big Washington State fan, I'm doing it. They have somebody everywhere. There's yeah. not the same people that go. They no, have they, somebody everywhere. They, they nail the flag. Right. Yeah. So Excellent. Somebody is going to sneak it in. They have to. There's how, no way. How can, I can't wait. That, they have, I, you can put it in book bags. I, no way, dude. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I can't so you put That's the only thing you put in the book bag, and that, and then you roll in there, and you go to... Brad said, Brad said they can just carry it in the prison wallet. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Okay. Yep. We definitely have to get the timestamp from this for the edges. Um, no, I can't. Can that be the name of this show? Yes. Yeah, it can. Timestamp the name of this show, please. Yeah. Prison Wallet. Um, I, I want to see that more than I want to actually watch the game. Oh, that's another side note. That's a lie. I want to watch the game. About to are they back. are they doing a home and home? Are they is that coming out? Like I, I saw some smoke on that. There's supposed to be a home and home in the works with Florida and Miami. You mean where pre- they don't do it every four years? Do you mean to pretend like I know or no? You don't know. No. It, I just read it. So it, but it's on Twitter. So it has to be real. <laughs> <laughs> My it's, bad. On, it's it's untrue. It's true if it's on Twitter. Okay, so. I'm with you. Yeah, I'll do um, some research in the break. I hope it is. I, I think it's a fun rivalry. They really should play. It's a fun rivalry. It really is. As a Seminole fan, I'm so mad that I only get this once every four years. I can't. I, I don't know how you guys must feel watching as a Gator fan, Florida State, Miami play. That has to be a good feeling. It is because it's, it's two fun. teams. You don't. It doesn't matter who loses. You just hope it's ugly. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Exactly. I mean, you're right. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot wait for that game. <clears throat> 
What do you think? I, I don't want to get your opinion yet. We'll wait till next yet? week. Yeah, no, we'll wait till next week. Okay, because I have a, I, I have an opinion, but I'll wait. I'll hold it. If I need I'll say it. this. I was, I was, again, a lot more excited when I thought Martell was going to start. I really didn't think the game could be close, I, and I don't believe that anymore. So. Has the line moved? Because I know it was six and a half, and then it went to seven. I it's been at seven for a hot minute. Has, has it? it? Seven yeah. and a half. I checked oh. um, yesterday. Yeah, it's not enough. I figured it would move more. You'd, it would move in, I, to I, Florida? In Florida's favor, not because of Jared Williams, but just because it's getting closer, Florida stayed healthier. Um, they lost the Nesta Silvera cat, the defensive tackle. Yeah. He was a rotational guy, but, I mean, he's I think. Young. He's young. He's, yeah, bro, but he was definitely going to play. Right. Meaningful That's snaps. what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he's yeah, out six, hurts. six to eight weeks now, so I think that hurts, especially with the running game, especially with Florida's offensive line not being thin but inexperienced. Florida lost an offensive lineman today, too. Or yesterday, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. But they say he should be back by then. More of a day-to-day thing. Oh. I, I guess he, him and a defensive lineman got hurt on the same play, allegedly. So. Oh, wow. That was good. Got that's, that going for us. That's dangerous. Um, yeah, so I'll give, you my, I'll give you my opinion on that later. But I'm just uh, – I wish that – I hope they do we're, play that game. We're a week away. We're a week away from the opinion. All right. Cool. I have yeah. Um. Speaking of – okay, so Martell transferring. Right. Does he transfer before the end of the year? It was hilarious because, you know, they, they, they announced it yeah. on Monday. Right. And then on Monday, he wasn't at practice, conveniently enough. Weird. Yeah, but then he, came, he went to practice Tuesday, so. Yeah. I, I mean. <clears throat> I, honestly, I kind of hate it for the kid, but he shouldn't be so damn cocky and arrogant. Like, I mean, he, he's super arrogant. Like, when he told Justin Fields, don't swing and miss twice. Like, dude, now, you just, it, it's your own tweets that do it to you, I guess, right? Right. It'd be your own tweets. It'd be your own tweets, man. <laughs> That's where <laughs> Anthony Newton's sitting in. So, yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm not a obviously not a big fan of Tate Martell. I don't think he's one very good, but two, like you said, just humble yourself a bit, bud. Yeah, dude. You've just, really never done anything to make yourself this guy. No, he like, wants to be Baker Mayfield so bad. There ain't very many Baker Mayfields in the no, world. No, but he wants to be that. Well, yeah, I mean, good luck. <laughs> But, um, He's about 14 inches shorter than Baker Mayfield, though. Well, so. that's not good. Because, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Baker's not the biggest guy in the world. All right, moving along. All right. Is he going to go to the portal? You think he transfers? Martell? Man. <clears throat> On the cuff, I say yeah. But to save face, I would say, like, dude, you have to stay in Miami for at least through December. Like, oh, I think he stays for the year. I do. I think he stays for the oh, year. Oh, well, then I don't care. I don't, oh, so you're saying like ever again? Right. Oh, of course. He's gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know if he meant like within a week or two. Nah, yeah, he's gone. He has to stay through December just to save face. Yeah. But I think he leaves. Because, I mean, he's not going to – if you didn't beat out him, beat Williams out now, you're not going to beat him out with a year of – a year under his belt. Right. You know, so – Bigger, stronger, not faster, but bigger, stronger, better arm. Yeah. No, no chance of beating him out next year either. Younger. Or the next year. Yeah. Or, or the same age. Year. Same age. Yeah. Not going to happen. What about you, Newton? What do you think? Transfers? Hell yeah, he transfers. He's been transferring since he was in high school. Anthony says, hell yeah, he transfers. He's been transferring since he was in high school. So He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Justin Fields, speaking of transfers. He's you got any, the job. Any update on him? No, I don't, but he'll win the job. Yeah, but he, it's not his job right now. Hmm. It's not. Maybe with a message. Coach, uh, coach came out and said it's uh, still a competition right. at this point. Yeah, I, I know it's technically not his job now, but he'll win it. I mean, I think he'll win. It. I don't. I do think that. Uh, I do think. I read today actually that uh, the competition is way closer than anyone expected. I'm like coaching staff, beat writers, like nobody really expected this competition to really be a competition. They were just saying that because they're supposed to say that. 
And then uh, Fields was eh. And then the other two kids, one's a tr- uh, transfer himself. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're not terrible, <laughs> apparently. They're right. they're apparently playing quite well. And so uh, it, it truly is a competition. I will say that. I think. I mean, no. that's from that's from like the beat writers up at Ohio State and, and all those guys. So I just think it's ironic or, or weird that I mean, like, I just what did Justin Fields think was going to happen when he went to Georgia A in the first place? Like, you can say what you want about Jake Fromm, but he was a five star, correct? Yeah, he ran off another five star after he took his job. Easton. Right, Easton. Now I know he's he, he initially lost his job because he was hurt, but he definitely didn't get it back, and no. he definitely didn't hang around to win it back. He went back home. Right. So he already sent another five star packing, packing, and you thought you were going to walk in and take his job immediately? Right after he played the national championship. Yeah, he took his team to the national title game and should have won the national right. title game. Had like, the national title won if it wasn't for it was so up. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, I just think it's ironic or weird that now we're looking at Justin Fields and he is still not named the starter. Like, okay, yeah, it's probably his job. It likely will be named the starter. Yeah, but, but we're two and a half weeks out. You should probably, if you know your starter, you should have him named. Right. It should. Yeah, he should be getting all the number one reps. Right. Not, not splitting them. So. No, nah, I mean, you, at this point, seventy-five, twenty-five. Even, I mean, even the second guy's got to have a few reps, but. Yeah, they're they're splitting them like 33, 33, 34 right now. Yeah, no, I um it seems. I don't know yeah, if that's true or not. Obviously I'm not there, but that, again, I don't, and I don't read I'm not over yeah, here reading Ohio I'm State. There. I only have a vested interest in him because he should have gone to Florida State and and he is kind of piggybacked off of Martell. Would and, yeah, would he be starting at Florida State right now? Yeah. Okay. Did, any more concise? Yes, 110%. Yes. He's a, he's talented enough. I mean, we don't we don't need much right now. Like I like Blackman and what he can do, kind of. But hey, should I take Blackman on my fantasy team? How many years out? Uh, uh, college, like college. It's yeah, it's college team. He's gonna um, do numbers, but it's a dynasty, so I get him forever. He's he'll gonna do, get he's gonna get numbers. He'll do numbers. Okay. He'll do numbers in that offense. They stretch the ball vertically, and he damn sure can do that. Yeah. So if he has enough time, we'll see. But oh, I read a stat today. I'm gonna I'm gonna find the, ball, the stat. They're gonna throw the ball vertically. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah You're I, looking for a stat right now. Yeah, I'm going to look for the stat because I saw it and it was unbelievably crazy. I mean, was it regarding? Um, the, how bad the Florida State offensive line was last well, year? Well, yeah, find it because it, it's true. It's really true. <laughs> All right, I found it. Are you ready for this? Yeah, <laughs> hit me with it. All right. <laughs> Rush yards before first contact on first and second down design runs versus the FBS teams. <clears throat> you ready for this? I'm ready. So this is before contact. Rush yards before contact. Now, this is on the whole season. Okay. Rush yards before contact. Yep. Georgia Tech was one with 1,934 yards before contact on first and second down design runs. Right. Uh, for reference, Clemson was third at uh, 1,579. Okay. The FBS average was 798. Right. Again, these are total yards. That's the average of, of the entire 130-team FBS. Mm-hmm. San Jose State was 129th okay. with 186 yards. Ooh, that's kind of bad. Yeah. Florida State. Yeah. 130th. Yep. Two. Two what? Two yards. 200? Two yards. Two, they had right, on, one, the, two. on the season. I believe it. They had two. Don't got to tell me. Yards before contact on the season. Right, so they won five games. How? How did they win five games? Joe. How did they win a game? <laughs> Listen, man, 
<laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Hold on, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. Is there more? Can it be worse? ESPN stats on yards before contact go back to 2011 for Power 5 teams. Okay. Ooh. In that span, only one other team has ever had less than 200 yards in a season on first and second down versus FBS. The god-awful 2014 Wake Forest unit. It had 111. 111? Yeah. Have FSU we... had 253 design runs versus FBS teams on first and second down. Two total yards. They miraculously averaged 3.36 yards a carry. But 848 of their 850 yards came after contact. Unbelievable. I'm going to give credit for the tweet to at a David Hell joint, whoever the hell that is. <laughs> Man. So, when I tell you last year that Florida State's offensive line was abysmal, the worst ever, okay, there you go. You know what I mean? Like, ever. Proof Literally in the pudding, ever. ever. So, here's the problem with saying or having like a legitimate bad offensive line. Every fan base in America thinks their offensive line is bad because they they either don't understand football, where they they think, oh, the quarterback didn't, uh, he got sacked, uh, he 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 should have uh, got rid of the ball. The offensive line can't block. No, maybe maybe he should have stepped up. Maybe he should have moved in the pocket. Maybe he should have checked down. Maybe he should have adjusted his his damn uh, blitz protection. Maybe he should have had a receiver get some separation. <laughs> nope, nope. It's always going to be the offensive line because you usually don't know who they are. They're easy to blame. They're fat and sloppy. So everyone thinks they have a bad offensive line. That's not the case. Florida State really had a bad <laughs> offensive line. So, like, we can really say that. It was right. terrible. The worst ever. The worst ever <laughs> since, it's been, since that stat has been kept. I want someone, anyone. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about Akers and LeBorn. Right. I think they're phenomenal. Right. Both of them. Yeah. I want somebody to tell me they're not phenomenal after hearing that. Can't. Fine. Shane Edge, I know you love it. Don't talk to me. I know you love the troll. Don't want to hear it. He did. He started some shit last night. Stuff. Oh. Sorry, Miss Cindy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've been trying so hard. <laughs> Miss Edge, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just tell it. We'll give it a timestamp. Yeah. Don't listen at a... No, no, no. We'll just give it a timestamp when the interview starts. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to do that anyway. Right. She's going to listen to the whole thing that just for that word. Darn it. 18 seconds. 18 minutes, 13 seconds. All right. Anyways. Let's, anyways. let's keep moving. I don't even remember my thought process anymore. No, you're talking about... LeBorn and Akers yeah. are really, 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 really good. It's mainly just Akers. Period. That's it's, all. It's mainly just Akers because LeBorn wasn't even there last year. Well, that's true, but he's, he's going to be good. No, he's going to be good, too. He's explosive. You got to show me, though, right? Yeah, whatever. You Fresh can, you can show me if you want to, but <laughs> yeah. I know the kid's good. I, oh, I, I've seen him run a few times. If Florida State just goes from the worst ever to just bad, <laughs> then it will be an improvement. It will yeah. be, be a huge improvement. So, eight, nine games is in the realm, man. It really is. I don't, I don't give a damn. I don't, don't care what anyone says. Like, it's, it's gonna, they're going to they're gonna be better this year. This is messing me up. <laughs> but... Uh, no, man, I, I, that's an interesting stat. I knew that. I didn't realize it was that bad. I do know they had the two out of all the offensive linemen in the Power Five that were graded by Pro Football Focus. They had the worst in all of college football and the next worst right. in all of college football. Yeah, I knew that, too. That's unbelievable. They had two of the worst offensive linemen. They had the two worst. The, yeah, the two worst. That qualified for enough snaps in FBS football. On the, the two. On the same offensive line. Yeah, that's that bad. only runs five out there. And they won like 20 down from that. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's just. Yeah, the bad. best was like 
640 or something, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, was it? terrible. I mean, it was just truly terrible. So, well, let me ask you this. It would only be better. Let me ask you this, because I, I honestly don't know the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. Is is there different offensive linemen? Is there a freshman coming in? I know there's one freshman that is very, very good. I don't know if he's in the rotation right now. but Yeah, so, okay, so yes. The short answer is Dante Lucas will start at left guard. As well he should, because that kid is a man-child. He's yes. a stud. And he, I love his energy and his passion. He moves people. Yeah. Well, he brings the right type of mentality. You know, it's uh, yeah. so cliche. He's a dog. You know, you hear yep. that. I'm tired of people saying people are dogs. I've seen dogs. I don't use it much. That kid is a dog. I right? whole, I agree 100%. He brings a whole different yes. type of attitude to the offensive line. I think he'll elevate everyone's play around him. They either have to or they got to get the heck out of the way. Right. I said heck. You did. Um, and I actually think he said that. Yeah, probably. I really do. I, I swear I remember, like... Early, early on in in the summer, he was. They were talking about how he was like the leader of the offensive line as a true freshman. I was like, okay. Well, so little inside heat for you. So love inside. Seminole fans think that Landon Dickerson is not a good player. Okay, they're wrong. First of all, we'll say that right. But he wasn't going to be a Seminole. So the issue was this: he put his name in the portal once. Remember it. Came back when they got rid of Fry, hired Clements or Bryles or whatnot. I guess he was kind of flirting around with the idea of doing it again. Yeah. And in a meeting, the offensive line meeting, Dante Lucas not squared him up, but got in his face and was like, dude, you have no business here. We, They knew he was like in the process of putting his name back in the portal. Right. Like, you're not a null. Get the F out of our meeting room. And like, it was down toe-to-toe with him. Like, either you get out or we're going to – you're going to get out one way or the other. And so, you don't want to lose a good player because he is a good player. Any Seminole fan that says he's not is wrong. If he plays and he's healthy, that's been his Achilles heel. But hopefully he plays. But I love that that type of attitude, that type of mentality. It's what's been missing in Tallahassee for quite a while now. Right. So you got him at left guard. Uh, Bavion Johnson is a center. He dealt with injuries last year. He was the number one center in the country in his recruiting class when he came out. Um, he's, he's a talented player. He's going to be an upgrade from Alec Eberly regardless. Again, not not – not asking a lot there. Um, <laughs> right guard is Brady Scott. He was the best graded offensive lineman on the on the uh, out of all of them last year. He was a freshman last year. He's and he's not playing tackle. He's right. now moved to guard. He has no business at tackle, but he did a serviceable job, if you will, as good as he could do yeah. um, out there. So he's put where he and he's belongs. growing. I mean, he's growing. But he's he's much more physically mature. He's he's a year, he's where he should be. He should have never played last year. Yeah. Um, the right tackle is Ryan Roberts from Northern Illinois. So grad transfer, fifth year senior. He's an engineer. He's getting. I mean, he's a he's a, a man. Right now, he played at Northern Illinois and he played sparingly. Not he didn't play a lot, but he's still significantly better than what we ran out at right tackle last year. So right. again, he may not be a great player, but he's still an upgrade. Uh, the offensive line goes to bad, and they're already better. So yeah, he's better. Um, now the question I still have is left tackle Jawan Williams. I can't stand him. Um, but apparently he's playing better. Again, it'll be one of those things I have got to see it to believe it. Yeah. I want, he's the worst offense lineman in all of college football last year. He's who that was. And <laughs> he's still at left tackle. So well, uh, I mean, until he, I see Listen, he, he can't, can't go worse. anywhere. He can't but, uh, get worse. And he looks better. He's not dealing with I – mean, I hate it. I'm not making excuses by any means. But he was dealing with like – he never had – he didn't have any offseason because he kept having shoulder surgery. And offensive line, that's huge. So yeah, he finally got a full offseason in. And it's either do it now or get get out the way. So apparently he's been having better practices, but practices has never been the issue for him. It's been the games. So wait and see mode. But I think they'll be better at four out of the five spots. So yes, I think they'll be better. Good. How much better? I don't know. We'll I see. mean, not good. I don't care either way. But you know, yeah, good for y'all. Yeah, for us, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, 
All right, sitters. This is going to be my favorite part of the show. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, no, this no. One, oh, I got a cramp. Hold on. <laughs> oh. All right. No, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Are you just still going? Yes. All right. Sorry. Um, God, it's hell to get old. Sorry. Brock. <clears throat> Brock Edge with us. My nephew. Um, obviously, this one, this one's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I, I've watched him grow up. I, I've seen where he's at, obviously, the whole time. Um, he's... I tweeted it earlier. One of the one of the greatest competitors, especially as a young young person that I, I've seen in a long time, um, work ethic like like nobody I've ever seen, and that's that's dead serious. I, I I don't say that about very many people ever, but especially the younger generation. Brock Edge, if you if you ever want to see Brock Edge, and he's at in, in Lake City, go to CHS. Watch, go to the batting cages. You'll see him at eight o'clock every single night of the week. And, and he'll be there till probably 10 because he's never happy with anything. So, But that's who we got right now. We got Brock Edge. Uh, so the first thing that I have is uh, just kind of want to know when you started to, to realize that, you one, you wanted to be an athlete, and two, like what, what was the reason behind wanting to be an athlete? Well, first off, thanks for that introduction, my Whoa, God. I was gonna <laughs> say I'm going to come back here every night. Back up. <laughs> But, uh, you know, one of the main things that got me into being an athlete was just dad, my dad, Shane Edge. Um, you know, he's really the the reason I started playing sports in the first place is every young athlete, I'm sure. And we started playing when I was three with soccer. And then when I was old enough to play baseball, I got right back into that, too. So When was, did you start playing baseball? So I got a good story about that for old <laughs> Shane. Uh, so I started playing t-ball. And I believe I was four. And Dad found out first game that they didn't keep score. And he hated that. He was not about that in any way. So he has a big thing where if you start something, you finish it. So we finished the season. And then the next year, he had to sign a waiver for me to play 8U machine pitch <laughs> just so they kept score and it was a little bit competitive. Did, were you were you okay in that league? Like, did you play well enough to, like, compete? I really – I remember playing third base as a lefty. I don't know. I remember if, that, too. <laughs> I don't know oh that, what that God. says, but wow. I was five playing third base left-handed. In 8U machine pitch. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Um, that's pretty funny. So that was one story about uh, your, your dad. So obviously he's already been on the show once and uh, people loved it. So obviously you have more stories that he may not have told or uh, you have firsthand experience. So what would you say is one of your favorite um, Shane Edge stories that you, would, uh, that you can share with us? <laughs> well, there's a lot I probably shouldn't share with you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there's a couple good ones. Obviously the five you thing was it was a great story um i i tore my acl in high school and i believe joey and i were talking about this earlier um i tore it and i knew something was wrong immediately i went down it felt like i got shot in the knee and i was i was screaming a little bit you know it hurt and uh dad runs over there he's like you're fine like calm down and i'm like i'm not fine my knees bent sideways and he reared back like he was about to punch me. And I was like, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> and I, he was like, you better calm down. I was like, all right, well, you punching me is not going to help. So <laughs> that's probably one of the better stories I have, from at least from high school years. Right. But, oh, man. Uh, that, I was a little scared. I thought I was going to be unconscious for a little bit after that. <laughs> Pro probably would have been. 
Well, you were in a pretty vulnerable spot there. I mean, you were yeah, laying on I your mean, back. My, and... was, my leg was shifted different ways. I, I'll, I will tell you this. Me and Shane talked about that not long after, uh, maybe a day or two after. Eh, it's probably a little bit longer than that because I didn't want to talk to him about it at the time because I know he was he was heartbroken. But the 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 reason that he was he reacted that way is because he was petrified and he didn't he didn't like he was scared for his son. Yeah. And so he like the only thing he knew to do. Was going to his mode, which is what? Yeah, <laughs> fighting somebody. Right. So. <laughs> We're gonna make this better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So he was he was definitely worried about him, and he he knew that he knew that something was wrong too, because Brock's not one of those kids that's gonna lay there if he's not hurt, and so he knew that something wasn't wasn't good in this situation, and that I, again that's why I know that's why he reacted the way he did, because he was scared to death. Yeah, that makes for a good story, though. Yeah, that'd it does. Be, that'd be good for the grandchildren one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget the next day. He's like, all right, let's go out to the field, and like test your knee and I was like alright so we went and practiced and I was like I mean it feels okay like I can run and jump and everything he's like alright well that's not good because you never feel just okay so we're gonna go get the MRI and it was completely in half oh <laughs> so, god did it swell up real bad after? oh yeah it was pretty yeah. swollen I couldn't straighten my knee yep. at all that's not a good sign um, alright so I got one for you it's a softball this is gonna be an easy one uh, <laughs> so how was it being coached by yours truly, myself and Joey. For those of you who don't know, we were able the privilege to coach Brock um, in his younger years and in a little bit in the older years too, right? right? Yeah. Uh, through JV and varsity baseball um, at Columbia High School. Can you can you uh, expound on that for us? Son? I remember freshman year pretty vividly on JV with you guys. So I think uh, I mean it was fun. You know, we had a good time. We were real good, if I remember right. I mm-hmm. think we went. 12 and 1 or 2 or something like I that. I think you're right. And we were a pretty solid team back then, so you didn't have to go too hard on us. But I do remember one time at Swanee, we had tied like 1 to 1, and we left bases loaded two or three times, I think. And you brought us over to the track after the game. Varsity was about to start warming up. And you told us to take our jerseys off and run until the varsity game started. <laughs> and that's what we did. You know how I feel about that team, though. Yeah. I no, can't I stand Swanee. We just left to me. I remember that game, too. I remember I remember walking out to left field thinking, I, you probably shouldn't do this, Chris. Like, they're they're about to play the game. And all the fans and parents are here, but we don't freaking, Fan, yeah. we don't lose nor tie to friggin' Swanee. And we had a lot of, like, unforced errors, not by you so much, but by your teammates. Oh, no, like, yeah, I remember that. It was, uh, yeah, I wasn't happy. I was definitely not pleased with that. That that reminds me, and, and we need to get some clarification on this from Steinroth. He was just talking about this the other day. Apparently, myself, I don't know when it was, I, it may have been you who were coaching with me, but I think it was Zach Espenship. Might have been. But I guess we made you guys run after winning against Buholtz. I, well, see, I wasn't with you guys then because Clayton would have been a freshman that yep. year, and so I was a sophomore. And so we played Buholt. It was a little bit later. Yep. So I got moved up by then. So you were up. So I don't then, remember that personally. But so then it had to definitely been. It had to be you. It had to. Be, I don't remember it either. But I need some clarification. We need to get this cleared up. Apparently, I made him after they won seven to one or something like that. I made him run like fourteen poles or something crazy in the outfield. I just don't recall that. I wasn't like. I would that. love to tell you that I do, I, but I don't either. So. You were coaching with me, so I don't think we did that. No, I, think, yeah, I, think, I was definitely coaching with you at that time. I think his memory's foggy. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's go. Uh, let's move it along a little bit further into into later high school when you tore your ACL. So you were you were a baseball soccer guy. You played both. You were a defender on the soccer team. Um, uh, I'll say this: you were really, really good. 
And well, I, our team was real good. Your team was yeah. really, really good. But with you there, I, I do remember, you know, everything everything about the team was good. When you when you got hurt, the team kind of struggled because you had to move some guys around to positions they weren't quite as comfortable in. And then the team suffered because of it. Um, but But in high school, did you prefer soccer or baseball? Oh, 100% soccer. Yeah. I, soccer was, was a pastime and baseball was a job at that point for me. Yeah. Um, I've always loved soccer, though. Like, it's – I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just running. You're not really worried about anything but catching your breath. <laughs> Touche. I always loved soccer just to go out and just play. Baseball I always felt like, all right, it's time to – I got to go – I got to do this. Like, these people are coming. Like, I need to play well. Soccer was just – it was always fun. I wasn't yeah. necessarily as worried about how I played because I knew what I could do, I guess. I'm going to ask another question, sorry. Um, so on that, is soccer a sport? Because I've never played soccer. Oh, really? I mean, I played it when I was like 10 or 11. That was the last time I played. Yeah. But is, is that a sport where you really have to like hone in on your craft and, and, and like practice little things every single day? Like baseball, like obviously we, I, I, I elaborated a little bit on it at the beginning. Where you're at, you're in the cage, you, which is ridiculous. But you're in the cage every single day, right? Doing something, you, you know, you're you're perfecting something, right? Is soccer that way, or what? Was it was it more natural? Was it? Well, see, soccer is a little bit that way, and I'm sure if I had kind of pursued it a lot longer, it would be the same for me. But in high school, especially freshman and sophomore year, I was very average, and then I ran into this guy named Gizmo Sefuentes, and I don't know if you guys know Gizmo, but Gizmo. I don't owns an indoor facility over in Alachua County. Mm-hmm. And so we started going and playing indoor with Gizmo, and the game is completely different. Like, you would never understand. Like, baseball, indoor, outdoor, no matter what, Whatever. it's baseball. Right. Like, soccer indoor is just 100% a different game. It's faster. You keep the ball on the ground. So I really learned how to play soccer by playing, I guess, different types of soccer. And that's what made me, like, kind of learn how to use both feet and, like, so I guess in a sense, yes, it's the same, but soccer can be played in, like, different areas. And, like, turf is – the ball rolls different. And, like, grass – you know how the fields are here. They're brutal. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it's it's a lot different. So let me – that kind of brings me to the next <laughs> question. So would you say – I mean, because Joey's a two-sport athlete. I was a two-sport athlete. I preferred football over baseball. I maybe was better at baseball right. than football. I don't know. I don't agree with that. I know. know. (laughs) Sorry, I don't. No, I understand. You were good. You were very, very good at baseball, but right. No, I understand. Yeah. Okay. I I hear you. (laughs) But for for the conversation, for that cup part, right? right, Yeah. Which uh, you preferred playing soccer, but which one do you feel like you were better at? Oh, 100 percent baseball. Okay. Okay. Like soccer was, like I said, it was always fun for me, but I kind of knew, especially with like playing travel and stuff, I didn't really play travel soccer as seriously as baseball right. baseball we played all week every week of summer and never got a break so I kind of I guess just because I had done it for the most part like baseball is my sport yeah you said that like you were so confident in that answer but I mean I watched you play both in high school obviously and I just like whenever you were on the soccer field I felt like you were one of the better players there at all times. No, likewise. That's why I asked. Yeah and, yeah, and so for you to say it so confidently, that's that's interesting to me. I, I just wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed it would have been like a hundred percent, absolutely baseball because mm-hmm. I thought you were pretty darn good at soccer. But well, yeah. I, like I said, I'm coming back every week. <laughs> <laughs> talking to me like this, I appreciate it. Um, recruiting, recruiting. Yeah, because well, no, I know we we got a well. We have our we have. I want to hear his side of it. Yeah. Well, what so we saw. 
Yeah, I, I know, and you know, and he knows. Obviously, you tore your ACL before your senior year of baseball. You right. knew that baseball was your was your ticket to a scholarship, right? Um, thankfully and fortunately for you, you'd already you know committed and signed with Santa Fe College. Um, but what was the recruiting like at, at high school? And then I'll elaborate on that after that. Yeah, so high school, like I said, the reason I kind of knew baseball was because I was talking to schools that have. Oh, you're breaking oh, stuff. I'm breaking it. You're breaking it. Is this okay right here? Yeah, that's no, fine. It doesn't really matter. And so the reason I kind of knew baseball is my sport is because I was talking to college coaches at a pretty young age. And soccer, like, like four or five <laughs> or? Like sophomore or junior. Oh, okay. It's not that young. But no, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to throw something to Shane there. They, uh, <laughs> soccer, when you're good, you go to an academy. You don't go to college for soccer necessarily. Right. So baseball, I had like – not big schools necessarily, but like UNF, USF would come and watch. And, you know, I'd get a text or an email or something, but nothing like too serious. But I kind of knew that based on the coaches coming, that baseball is my thing. And so late sophomore, early junior year, UNF, I was really big on UNF. I thought like, you know, this is where I'm going to go out of, out, of, out of high school and to college. And so going into junior year, you know, we stayed in contact a lot. And that was really the only school recruiting me other than, like, some junior colleges. Yeah. So, anyway, long story short, UNF kind of gave me the short in the stick and, like, yeah, like, we need you to develop a little bit more. And I was like, all right, well, forget you guys. <laughs> so UNF. I went to I went to Santa Fe and had a workout, thankfully, and Coach Wiggs liked me enough to offer me half scholarship. And then I tore my ACL after I committed. And so that was a hard phone call for me because I was like, hey, Coach, like <laughs> – I don't know how. I don't know where this is going, but a little bit of a bad situation. But fortunately, he was like, "Yeah, that's fine. We we like two sport athletes, and we think you can come and make an impact." So I was real thankful for that. Yeah, and then what'd you do when you got to Santa Fe? I mean, I had two pretty good years and made made an impact. (laughs) Yeah, made an impact. That's what you do. But yeah, Coach Wiggs, man, what a guy. Yeah. Um, Okay, so to follow up that, now obviously you go to a JUCO. And from there, you have to get recruited again. Right. Like the recruiting never stops because at JUCO, you know, you can leave after your freshman year, your sophomore year, whatever. I know you had several schools really interested after your freshman year at Santa Fe because you hit 412, 410? 10, yeah. 410 with 12 home runs? 10. I thought there was a 12. I thought there was a 12 in there somewhere. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He did what now? Run that back? Oh, his freshman year at Santa Fe, he hit 410 with 10 jackers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't think I heard that right, but I did. Yeah. He also hit a ball at uh at uh where y'all where did y'all play um the state championship? Oh, uh, Joker Marchant. Yeah, so Tom Clark's there. Tom Clark's like heavy scout, like been around the baseball for a long time. He's been to that park and coached probably twenty years. Right. He texts his son JT, which is one of my good friends, and says, "Hey, Brock Edge just hit the longest ball I've ever seen hit here. Oh my! In God. my entire life of coming here, the longest ball I've ever seen hit." You got a hold of it? That's some hot, yeah. I, I <laughs> Normally, you know, I try to just run hard out of the box no matter if I know it's gone or not. But that ball, I kind of watch it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so sorry. That was a little side tangent. Um, so from there, you get recruited again. I know you had a couple of schools that really liked you. One of them was North Florida. Was there... Was, I was a little bit salty in North Florida. Okay, that's I, what I... Yeah, damn right. Okay. I would have been too. <laughs> So, it wasn't as much as that they had, you know, told me they wanted me to get bigger and stronger, but they told me they had signed another kid in my class that was an outfielder, 
in my place that they were looking to bring me in. So that kind of yeah was salt in the wound, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. So they uh, there was still a little bit of a uh, salt there with with them, but fortunately it worked out. Still, yeah. So. What about was it Middle Tennessee? Middle Tennessee. The three schools I was really heavy on were Middle Tennessee, UVA, and Florida. Right. But Florida hadn't called me at all, and UVA was in constant touch and like you know they were coming down to watch and middle tennessee good program by the way good program Uh, wow virginia yeah virginia's good program absolutely and mississippi state had sent me a text so i was hoping to kind of (laughs) finesse an offer there but it didn't work out like that so yeah so i uh we go down we got a week left until our showcase i believe and i get a text from my buddy that was at florida at the time he said hey man expect a call soon congrats I was like, this guy's trolling me. Like, there's no way he's serious. <laughs> and I answer the phone from this Gainesville number. He said, hey, is this Brock Edge? And I was like, yeah, who's this? He said, this is Kevin O'Sullivan with the Florida Gators. And I was like, oh, hey. Tone changed a little bit, huh? <laughs> I got a little bit more uh, excited to talk to him, I guess you could say. And uh, as soon as he called me, I kind of knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you like Middle Tennessee, if I remember correctly. Oh, right I loved – they had – a great facility. Yeah. The problem was they're like 11 hours away from home, and that's a little bit too far for me. Yeah, definitely gotcha. agree. Think yeah. made the, they made the right call. Yeah, same with UVA. I like them a lot. I was gonna say they, man, that would have been awesome too. But I mean, I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm much happier for for myself <laughs> yeah. selfishly with you going to UF because now I can watch you play literally every game, <laughs> right? And then go to I don't know 80 percent of them. So right. I'm pretty excited about that. That's awesome, man. Uh, Dude, I don't, I don't have much else for him uh, other than other than speaking of Virginia, Virginia, speaking of Virginia, the Tom Sox, right? Just that back, Charlottesville Tom Sox. You just spent some time there. Will you talk? Will you take us through what that was like and and like why you went there? Kind of how that process works. Yeah, so I was actually real nervous about it. So I got a call in October before I committed to Florida from this guy from the Tom Sox, and he was like, his name's Jeff Burton. He was like, hey. We got an open roster spot in the Valley League. I know your buddy Andrew played here last year, and Andrew ended up winning MVP. He's an amazing player. But he was like, if you want to come play, we have a spot. And I was like, you know, sure. I talked to Andrew, and he said it was a good good league. So I was like, yeah, I'll come, come play. And this is in October, so we have like eight or nine months until it's time to, to actually go. And so ends up, it gets time, and, you know, we've been in contact with the team and whatnot. And so they set you up with this host family, and you play for two months, and then you come home. And so they set me up with this host family, people I've never met before, 11 <laughs> hours away. And mom is just as stressed as she can be because she doesn't know anything about these people. Right. But it ended up being real good, you know. The, the host family were, were great people, and I actually really enjoyed Charlottesville as far as the town's concerned. Right. And teammates were great, too, so... That's awesome. I know you were beloved in uh, Charlottesville. I, their Twitter page was all about some Brock Edge. I don't know what you did to him. I don't know if you gave him some sort of some potion or something. They I don't know what it. you did. It was the accent. But we were I talking about it. it. We were talking about it off air, and I was like, like Brock would go, you know, one for three with a single and a walk, and they're like, Brock Edge here, player of the game. I'm like, dude, <laughs> how did this happen? Like, everybody else goes, you know, they, they get one a month or right. one at one time they're the, the player of the game Brock's the player of the game three times a week I'm like, this is awesome yeah it was great I mean I enjoyed it thoroughly you know it's always good to 
get some interviews in, but I don't know what it was. They they enjoyed. Uh, I guess I'm telling you, it might have been the accent. You yeah. think that's what it was? Could have been. We had me and another guy, Card Malone, had had a country accent, and they ate it up. I'm yeah. telling you, look, country my, boy over here. That's right. My host family right. would ask me to say like phrases. <laughs> See, it's crazy because I don't feel like you you talk that. What were the phrases? I don't feel like you talk oh, that I, con- that country at all, really. Yeah, no. Like I would say things like, you know, I want to shoot you straight. Like I want to tell you the truth. All right, that's, that's country. country. Yeah, that's that's country. <laughs> or you know, I'm I would be real honest with you, and they're like, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, that's just a normal saying around here. Oh my god, that's great. That is good. Well, uh, I'm happy that you uh, went out there and got you a championship because you didn't say that y'all. The Charlottesville Tom Sox won the championship of the Valley. Oh League. yeah, that was yeah. a fun time. That's yeah. awesome. Two months was a long time up there, but I guess it was worth it winning a championship. I For can't sure. Yeah. You want to close it out? Yeah, man. Hey, uh, Brock, we surely do appreciate you, man. I uh, We've been wanting to do this one for a while. I'm glad you set this up, Joey. Um, we really appreciate you. It's been a pleasure coaching you all the way through. It's really awesome to see your growth where you are now. Um, I know we're just scratching the surface of the potential. So, um, guys, sitters, you really, really should be honored to have this opportunity to listen to this one because this is a – a solid, solid young man and a solid interview. So, Brock, we sure appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Listen, y'all keep talking good. I'll be back every week. For sure. <laughs> okay, so there's, that's going to be it for the night. Guys, we had Brock Edge on the night, and it was amazing. As always, I'm with Chris Martinez and Joey Edge. We are front porch sitting. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts? Well, none other than the fact that Brock just said, I, you know, I congratulate him. Hey, nice work. Nice job on the interview. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know. I've been practicing in the mirror for about a week now. So <laughs> <laughs> he was joking, of course. But Maybe. Uh, eh, who knows? Uh, he's pretty good, so he might have been practicing. One been. hour in the mirror right after the batting case. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. Hey, guys, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, like, retweet, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tag a friend. That would be awesome. Tag a friend. Kuzi should be here in about a week or so. Uh so just uh, we'll we'll be in touch for you, koozie winners. You others, you, your time will come. <laughs> you others, see you next time. But in the meantime, see you next time, sitters. Later. Don't you be a meanie, thought you wanted me to go Why you tryna keep me teeny, I It's a dreamy, wished it on a genie I got fans finally, ain't you wanting them to see me I, I thought you want this for my life, for my life Said you wanted to see me thrive You lied, just said to me Don't you be a meanie, thought you wanted me to go or Why you tryna keep me teeny? Now, now they need me, number one on screen You know, yeah, you used to love me, so what happened, what's the meaning? I, I thought you want this for my life, for my life Said you wanted to see me thrive, you lied Now when it's all done, I get the upper hand and I need a big not another fan, but I still want you as a fan I'ma need a sit down, don't mean to make demands But I need you to say to me What you want from me Just